Broadcasting from the Any Hour Services Podcast Studios, I'm your host, Mike Wilson, and on this episode of In the House, we're going to be talking about why water heaters work harder in the winter. Let's go. It's much better when you actually have something to, to get Am I doing okay with to? the mics? I know I'm making a little bit of noise, but... Okay. We wouldn't invite you back, Dwayne, if you were doing too bad. <laughs> Every, everything that you do isn't bad enough to make up for the good that you do. <laughs> Did that say the good you do far outweighs the tapping on the table every once in a while. All right. We wouldn't trade it. We wouldn't trade you Dwayne. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> glad I feel so needed. Well, I know we're glad you're here in the house is a podcast about the major systems in the house, electrical plumbing, heating and air conditioning. Each week I'm joined by a panel of experts. We pick a topic and we discuss it in depth. Did you ever figure out Austin? when I get to stop saying that. Cause like, I know in the beginning we were like, Oh, you should like explain what the show is. Cause like people are going to be new and listening and stuff, but I, I don't want people to get bored with me. I think, I think, uh, when we start getting questions from social, Ooh. then it's like, okay, people know who we are. When you say questions from social, meaning they're commenting and they're like, Hey, can you talk about this? Or, questions like why do you say what the show is every single time like that question <laughs> uh e- either or either or okay yeah if you're listening please ask us a question so that we don't have <laughs> anyway uh i've got scott and Dwayne back with us in the studio today they're managers over the plumbing service department at any hour services uh random question are you guys milk drinkers yeah you are yeah i mean not not a ton though i yeah prefer other beverages. beverages and milk but i mean you're not like lactose intolerant not the like you know i'm not trying to get too <laughs> crazy but no because i've heard Preference. people i've heard people say that like your bodies aren't designed to process dairy products have you ever have you heard people say that no i'd hate that i grew up on a farm milking cow yeah so did you like drink the milk like without uh treating it yep occasionally it would just go that seems so weird. It was that warm. Seem really weird. It was warm. We'd feed the cats. The cats would be there and you'd squirt yeah, it. Yeah, I could see that. The cat. I could see that. But like, you know, like milk in a bucket and then just like, you know, drinking it. It just, I've heard people say like, oh no, it's great. But I, I don't know. If it's so great, why do they pasteurize it? Well, a lot of, lot, a lot of people don't like the pasteurization. They like the pure stuff. Well, you say a lot of people, but they sell an awful lot of milk. Well, yeah, that's pasteurized. Well, that seems like if storage. a lot of people didn't like it, they would like not pasteurize it, or they yeah. would leave it on. I don't know. Yeah, but you have to keep it stored, and it's got to last and things. So when you drink your gallon the very next day, fresh out of the cow, there's not going to be a chance for bacteria and things to. It's true. I guess I could see that. I uh, grew up in uh, the South, and when we moved to, I don't remember if it was Georgia or in Louisiana, but there was a Mayfield dairy company their signature was like a yellow uh, milk jug and they said it's because the light would affect the milk and make it go bad sooner or something all i knew is that those mayfield jugs were better for jug fishing because you could see them further away i don't know why why is milk (laughs) (laughs) what we're talking about i was actually what i was going to ask you guys is why um, milk is um, is considered like the fastest liquid out there. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> it's hey. past your eyes before you see it. So true. <laughs> so fast. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> There you go. Okay, so on the show today, <laughs> all of that milk talk. Where I'm going to be honest. Where do we go? For, I mean, where do we go from there? That was just. We're going to go. We're going to go into oh water gosh. heaters working harder. And I do have to like you know. I do have to admit something. The whole like, are you a milk drinker? Was all to set up that joke. That joke. Yeah. Not that that joke needed a setup, but I wanted to like have you not see it coming. I had no clue. I didn't either. No clue. Great setup success great segue i don't know if it would be great because then all of a sudden you were talking about eating like drinking pasteurized pasteurized milk and i was like wait where do i wait is this my segue do i talk about it now i'm not sure pasteurized anyway all right all right so um i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that most people don't realize that their water heater is actually working harder in the winter but i think that you know more that has more to do with the fact that People don't really think about that very much, and so they don't really care. As long as you've got some hot water, they think, oh, it's built to handle anything, cold weather you know, or whatever. So let's, let's just address this real quick. Um, explain why a water heater is working harder in the winter, Dwayne. All right. Well, here in our Mountain West, um, typically our water in the summer coming into the homes is probably around 60 degree temperatures some areas are a little warmer and things depending on the big tanks that they have and if they're exposed in the sun you know can where their water draw is coming from and uh, but in the winter almost every supply drops clear down to about 45 degrees and so it's it's a lot colder water coming in and so you get less hot water out of that hot water heater because it has to heat more as it's coming in and changing the temperatures. And I'm, am I correct in assuming that it takes more energy and more work to heat water from, uh, from 40 degrees to whatever your water heater is set at 110, 120 to from then it does to go from 60 to that. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely a lot. You know, there's a lot more energies compute consumed the burners on a lot longer. So that heat and expansion and contraction and, everything that goes on in the whole cycle of a water heater heating up and producing hot water is the, the time length out. Just like our furnaces run longer and more in the, in the winter than they do in the fall or, you know, of course we have them off in the summer. Sure. And I don't know about you guys and maybe since you're plumbers and you're more aware of it, you don't do it. But as an average, just human being that wakes up colder in the morning, I take longer <laughs> hot showers in the winter to, you know, defrost you know these old bones and and get to mm -hmm. to moving around so like it's working harder you're running it longer you're using it more uh you know the temperature of the water coming in so it's just it's more of a strain on the water heater now it is built to handle those things but it does it is harder on it so um what does that what does all of that extra pressure and stress and work on the water heater what does that actually do to the water heater itself like why do we even care well, I think it's like anything that, that overworks if, you know, if, I mean, it is designed to do that obviously, but the, the more it's functioning, the, the less likely it's going to last as long. You mentioned Dwayne, you know, you drew the correlation to, you know, running furnaces and 
we see way more furnaces go out in the winter and get replaced in the winter. Do you see the, now I know that we replace water heaters all year round, but do you, do you see an uptick in water heaters going out in the winter because of this? I, I think there is a little bit of one, but it's hard to, because we do so many, it's kind of hard to quantify, Mm. but those ones that are just on the edge, um, I think we do see when that water turns much colder then it it was fine during the summer but then all of a sudden during the winter it just can't keep up and it and it expands just one too many times or something like that and then they start to leak and so the older it gets maybe the the more chance that extra work is going to like cause a part to fail well yeah i mean you know how how many miles do you get on a car before you decide i don't think i want to go to michigan this summer in our car because i'm worried about at 245,000 miles, I'm fine for driving around here. Does anyone ever decide they want to go to Michigan in the summer? I'd love to. Oh, okay. I've know. never had that thought. Cross All right, my California. Mind. I don't know. I mean, wherever, you know, but those. But those <laughs> I know what trips. you were saying, Dwayne. I was just <laughs> making more jokes. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so does this. We've talked before about, you know, water heaters lasting. You know, it depends. It's your favorite answer for everything. Um, but, like, you know, we've talked about water heaters, you know, about that 8, 10, 12 uh, year mark. And it depends on the condition of the water and how it's being used and things. But does this um, working harder in the winter, do you think that that contributes to, uh, you know, the lifespan being as short as it is? Because for a water heater, I don't know, like 10 years might sound like a lot, but the older I get, like 10 years doesn't seem like you just replaced this thing 10 years ago. <laughs> so, I mean, does that, do you think that affects it? I don't have like any facts on this, but in, in we don't need facts on this in show. my, that's Dwayne's job, right? <laughs> Dwayne's our fact guy. But, um, I hope, I hope to be to the point someday that like people are fact checking us. They're like, just, they're just listening and they're just on Google and they're just like, I don't know. It's four, it's twenty two degrees coming in in the winter, Dwayne, and it's only fifty five in the summer. <laughs> oh, just right. Throw this episode out. Sorry, Scott, you just threw me off there. Well, I like I think of I know what cold water can do to expanding a crack. Like it seems like every time I have one on my windshield and I choose to go ahead and put some hot water on there. It doesn't seem to bode well. That's true. It the crack just takes off, and it's very similar on anything in, in your water heater. It's a it's a glass liner inside there as well. If you have things that are compromised, the cold water can contribute to things failing quicker. It, you can't control what temperature of water you're getting. You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. like you can do something about that, but that is just kind of a factor that you know it's it does work harder in the winter and it. It takes a lot more abuse in the winter than it would like in the summer because it doesn't have to heat up as hard. So we can't we can't control any of that, the factors of how cold the water is coming in. Are there things that we can do in the winter to uh, like, you know, any type of maintenance or things that that we need to do to our water heaters? Or is it more of a as long as you're doing this to the water heater periodically, you know, then you're OK? Well, I, you know, any any time you can flush, that's going to help keeping the water heater clean and flush flushing just, the water heater just flushing the water heater because we flush at the house a lot okay sorry there we go <laughs> i don't know people oh, are gonna take this man. literally wait i can help my water heater by flushing, flushing. <laughs> by flushing. <laughs> yes goes. flushing the water heater 
um, and keeping it clean because there again that burner is on for a lot longer time frame mm-hmm. and if we can get that heat into the water quicker then we save energy on that and it'll just and it helps that whole process if it's having to heat up a bunch of calcium and build up and make its way up through and it's popping and crackling as it's heating and things like that then you know a good clean is definitely going to going to help keeping that thing clean so that the water can the heat can get right to the water so this doesn't necessarily pertain to water heater working harder but it since you bring up flushing the water heater um i'm wondering because uh plumber sent me a video um of he was pulling out a heating element on an electric water heater and it was just solid calcium you know like he couldn't even like get it out of the the opening finally gets it out and i'm wondering does flushing the water heater i know it helps like get rid of sediment but does it help that buildup of the hard water that's happening either on the um, heating elements or along the bottom does does it help if you're doing it periodically with that that I, think, sense? I, think I saw the video and that's a little bit, a little bit kind of a, a tricky question because it will build up on the element because it's its own thing sitting in the middle of the water flow. Yep. And so flushing a water heater really wouldn't help that a bunch. However, having, having a softener or having the right type of water going into your heater would be a huge benefit to that. But flushing, it's not going to affect much on the heating element itself but it does on on the other components of like a gas-fired water heater absolutely well well even on on the electric ones though too because people typically don't flush them that sediment in those electric ones because of the barnacles and things it's a different type of heat the sediment builds up much much quicker and where i've Mm. seen in in when i've worked on them there there's build up that build up has come up 12 inches and is surrounding that element so it can't even it can't even get out of itself out of its own way kind of a thing and so if they were to flush and keep the sediment and the buildup down below that level it's definitely going to help that that well and and i also like what i you know because there there were some people that would like comment like hey flushing doesn't do anything here and i explained that like well if you're doing the regular maintenance and you're flushing and you see that there's an issue it it triggers you to you know maybe check those uh, you know, heating elements so that it doesn't become uh, a bigger issue. But that, that's a good point. That I mean, we have the we have the same type of heating element in our dishwashers, and there's times when you see those get really mm-hmm. built up, and so they, you know, you can throw some vinegar in there and run it through a cycle with vinegar. The uh, rinse aids that you always put in that's designed to kind of break down the spots and keep the spotting from happening. That also keeps that buildup off of that that. Um, element down there that's heating up gotcha so now so besides you know just making sure you're staying up on the maintenance and like flushing the water heater uh that really seems like i mean water heaters are i mean they're they're essentially tanks (laughs) literally and and so i mean if you're if you're keeping up on the maintenance and flushing it and, and paying attention to stuff like that it is designed to handle those colder temperatures in in the winter but if you're neglecting those things then it, it, it's probably going to struggle a little bit more in the winter yeah can i tell another little story yeah go for it all right um a few years ago i went to a home that uh 
the guy had, it was an older gentleman and he'd installed one of those walk-in tubs. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a company come out and they said, you got to have a 50 gallon heater. And he only had a 40. So I came in and, and it was in June, I think when I did this and put the, we put it the 50, brand new 50 gallon water heater in, everything was fine and worked good. In early December, we got a phone call and the guy said, I'm not getting as much hot water anymore. And I thought, well, we can't in just six months have that much buildup and things. But this was a real judge of how much it is because he could fill it all the way in. You know, you get in and you let it fill. And he could fill it almost all the way up to the overflow before the water started to turn colder than it was warmer mm-hmm. kind of a thing and uh, use that whole 50 gallons. But during the winter, he was only able to fill it less than three-fourths full. And then he had to sit there and wait, and he couldn't get it up to the height that he needed to even turn on the jets and everything. But I, but mistakenly, I went. It, it was one of those where I went out and I flushed it, and it's like it's brand new, it's clean. I'm looking at the burner of the assembly. I'm doing everything I can, and then suddenly it just hit me that, oh, our water's a lot colder coming in. So he's not getting his 50 gallons that he was used to. He's getting. 40, 38 gallons or something like that before it turned to that where it was warmer than colder. So it, it definitely, that was a real good example of, you know, he was used to it every day being just right. And then as we got cold, so. Uh, I mean, a tankless would fix that, right? Because the tankless monitors and, uh, you know, it regulates the temperature of the water coming out regardless of the temperature of the water coming in. Um, so that's but but the gallons per minute also do drop down sure. you know with the tankless so that it's able to deliver because of that colder sure. water as it well. just might take a little bit longer for his tub to fill up yeah because I'm, I'm just sitting there as you're explaining that i'm just thinking of uh, i i have a tankless at my house so i don't always relate my mind doesn't always go to those problems that people experience with a tanked water heater because i'm not experiencing them on a daily basis yeah, but but like a lot I'm i'm thinking of a lot of people that like might that's a consequence or that's something that can happen in the winter you could run out of hot water sooner and it's not necessarily because your water heater isn't working it's just that it can't keep up with your demand because of the temperature of the water you can't heat it up fast enough at the rate that you're using it so that's interesting anything else i mean it's it's not a super you know in-depth episode it's working harder because water's colder i have a question Uh uh-oh I I have been I have really I just have like the hardest water that comes into my house. It's really old. I've galvanized pipes the whole deal, right? So about twice a year I end up taking apart my water fixtures and putting them in a uh, like a container of vinegar to get all the calcium off. And I always wondered cuz I just I just uh, maybe 2 years ago got a new water heater. And I already noticed that it's starting to do the popping and I flush it like a lot just so that to try and prevent it. So my question is, can I empty that bad boy and put vinegar inside of that tank to sit on the bottom for a little while and then flush it again? He's got questions. There's no reason why you couldn't. I mean, vinegar is not a chemical you can't like consume. So if you come to work smelling like pickles, (laughs) I'm going to know what's up. Part of the problem, Austin, on that, though, is that the, the buildup also, there's a tube that the heat comes up through on the whole side, and the buildup and the popping and crackling, that tube expands and contracts all the way up. And so a lot of the popping and crackling can happen on that. 
And I don't know that it's cost effective to shove 50 gallons. Of it's a lot of vinegar. vinegar. <laughs> Go to Costco. Go to it Costco. was just like, I just wanted to like coat the bottom. So I guess that answered my mm-hmm. question. It's not just the bottom. It's this whole piece that goes throughout the entire. Th- okay. Yeah. Got it's, it. it's way more than just the yeah, bottom of it, it. And it's probably not so much on the outside walls of the water heater as it is there again, where that heat, cause it's always the heat that makes it, that makes it calcify on it. Get a softener. Get a softener. Now, a softener will will reverse the effects of that, right? Or will it not? I don't think it'll reverse. It reverse. No, it won't reverse it. it. Yeah. Okay. So our solution is fifty gallon jug of vinegar. We'll go to Costco. We could make. I think that it would be a good video to put on YouTube. I've never seen anyone do it. I've never seen anyone try and like. I don't know there, how much a fifty gallon container of vinegar would be. We'll, we'll probably get our first people writing in about this one because there are some additives and there are some things out there that you can put in. We've just found that and let it soak and then flush and clean. We've just found it's not really cost effective for the benefit. But if you've got time to sit there and let it soak for two or three days and, you know, you have to disconnect the things and pour this, the chemical in and make sure you get it all flushed out because... That stuff is hard. You wouldn't want to drink CLR. It's a little harsh, and that's the type of material that you can put in that I've seen, you know, out there. But it's not something that we have in our repertoire of repertoire of of uh, fixes that we do. Hmm. I'm okay with you not showering for a few days if we want to like fill the thing up or put something in it. Like, I think we've got a test case here. A yeah, case I'm study. down start stockpiling it because i mean like say you have to go to the grocery store and buy five all five gallons that are there at a time and then over the course of a month and that's people will think you're have you seen a five gallon bucket of vinegar no oh so you need one gallon oh five one gallon on the shelf and so yeah we'd need you'd have to start yeah you have to start about a year ahead of time let's do it let's do it you know and then you could do a social media thing on look i went to the store and there was no vinegar and you, you can could start, start a whole a, new craze. That's true. Why are people hoarding vinegar tonight on KSL? <laughs> All the stores in town, nobody has vinegar. KSL investigates. <laughs> Turns out you're going to be like that dude that had like the sanitizer in his storage unit. You're going to have to make a public apology and be like, I'll donate all the vinegar to Red Cross. <laughs> uh, shortages aren't funny. Why are you laughing? Uh, that was good. No, that was a good one. <laughs> Well, all right, I think that's a good play. That's the show. No, nothing else. Ain't, we're good. Should we wrap this up? Right. Uh, should we go back to milk? Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. That's the show. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next Tuesday with a new episode of In the House. Um, if you'd like to know more about Any Hour Services, visit Any Hour Services. Thanks, guys, for being here. I've been your host, Mike Wilson, and you've been listening to In the House. <laughs>